realize the birth of Jesus into this earth is the most powerful thing that has ever happened in human history. Let me say it again. The birth of Jesus into this earth is the most powerful thing that has ever happened in human history. Do you hear what I just said? In human history, it is the most powerful thing. So turn with me to the most powerful story in history. Luke chapter 1 verse 26. Luke chapter 1 verse 26. In Luke chapter 1, verse 26, and it reads, In the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her. Somebody say angel. The angel came in unto her and said, Hail. Thou art highly favored, and the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Do I have any blessed women in the house? And it says, when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Come on, say, I found favor with God. Come on, say it again. I found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. But we're going to find out that Mary brought forth more than just a son. Go to Matthew 1.18. What's his name? Jesus. Jesus. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. The greatest story, the most powerful story in history. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 reads, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. Now we know Christ is not his last name. Amen. Amen. The word Christ ascribes to who and what he is. The word Christ, we know it as the anointed one with his anointing. Somebody say the anointed one with his anointing. So Christ is not Jesus' last name. Amen. And it says in verse, well, finish verse 18, when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man. Somebody say, a just man. Because he had to be a just man for your woman to come and tell you that I'm pregnant with the Holy Ghost. You better be a just man. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Joseph was a true man of God. That's why the Bible calls him a just man. And it said, being a just man 
and not willing to make her a public example, he was minded to do what? Put her away privately. Amen? In other words, this just man wanted to protect the reputation of his woman, even though he doesn't understand all the answers. He was a just man. Come on, he didn't want people talking about her. Come on. And he didn't want her stoned, which was, in this case, was a stoning offense. Verse 20, amen. And while he thought on these things, I'm pretty sure he did some serious thinking. <laughs> Could you imagine what was going on in his head? <laughs> All the things that's going on in his head. She said she was pregnant by the Holy Ghost. I ain't touched her. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. All this stuff is going on. You know the devil's probably working overtime. You know she lying. We talking about Holy Ghost. That ain't never happened in all human history. Pregnant by the Holy Ghost. And you going to believe that? Amen. So it says, while he thought on these things, evidently God had to interrupt him. Because his thoughts couldn't have been all good. Amen. Or God wouldn't have had to interrupt him. Come on. Because it said, while he thought on this thing, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. The angel said, hey, wait a minute. St. Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. So you know there were some crazy things going on in his mind. Because he said, don't be afraid of what's about to happen. Amen. Amen. It says, that which conceived in her is under what? Of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for confirmation. <laughs> Come on. See, God wasn't going to leave her out there. Let me say it again. God wasn't going to leave her out there. God said, let me confirm this, amen, so he don't, he don't just, you know, stop all this stuff going on through his head. Amen. So he said, that which conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. It says, now all this is done that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with a child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Come on, say that's key. God with us. God and all that he is with us. I said, then Joseph being raised from sleep did as the angel of the Lord had committed him and took unto him his wife, took his woman. And he knew her not. You know he was a just man. When I say he knew her not until she was brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. He called his name Jesus. Now go to Matthew chapter 2 verse 1. Now that Jesus was already on the scene, Matthew 2, 1, he was already on the scene. And sometimes we get this story mixed up when we see these little plays. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. Both these plays got, babe, got Jesus in the manger. Why the shepherds and everybody come to see him? And they're mainly bringing in gifts. But let's read the real story. I said, now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, 
there came wise men, not three. <laughs> Come in, it could have been a whole company of wise men. Came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we had seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. And when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. In other words, he's looking for this child. Because they said this child is going to be a mighty man of God, or a mighty man, period, is going to take his place. Amen? Because back in those days, they was always afraid of somebody taking their throne. Amen? But guess what? He don't have a clue where he is. Why? Because the devil doesn't know all things. He's not omniscient. Amen? He's not all-knowing. And verse 5, it said, And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And then he sent them where? To Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, not the baby. He said to what? The young child. Were they searching for the baby? The young child, amen. He said, The young child, and when you have found him, Bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. Elijah Fry. And when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Now, you have some religions that believe the star was meant to rat out Jesus. Come on, say So they don't believe in the star. But if that was the case, why didn't Herod see the star? <laughs> kind of a Herod would have seen the star. He wouldn't even sent the wise men. Come on, say amen, somebody. He would have sent an army to go kill the, ch kill the child. Are you with me out here? So it says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with what? Exceeding great joy. They saw the star, not a ribbon, and not a bow. Because nowadays, they want to replace the star because of what a star represents. So they don't put the star on the tree now. They put a bow on the tree. Come on, am I right or wrong? Amen. See, that star was a guiding light to the most powerful event that has ever happened in human history. And they don't want to be reminded of that. Come on, say amen, somebody. So it says that when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child, Jesus was about two or three years old now, with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and did what? Worship him. And then it says when they had opened their treasures, treasures, I'm talking about a company of wise men, an army of wise men opened their treasures. And they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. See, a lot of times we're always trying to receive gifts from God. God says, where's my gift? <laughs> they brought Jesus a gift. 
Come on, they weren't coming to get a gift. They brought Jesus what? A gift. But notice it said they opened their treasures. In other words, God knew how to take care of his child. God made sure Joseph had enough to provide for his son. So much so, Joseph had, had, good, had a chance to use that money to open his own carpentry business. So they presented him gifts realizing they've already received the greatest gift of all. What, what, listen, what they were giving him wasn't compared to what they received. Why? Because they received the greatest gift of all, the Savior of the world. And they received the engrafted word of the living God that was able to save their souls. Come on, say amen, somebody. Now go back to Luke chapter 2, verse 6. Amen. Got my own amen corner over there. <laughs> Luke chapter 2, verse 6. And it said, It was so that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be what? Delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a what? Major, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there came unto the same country, country what? Shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and says, The what? The angel of the Lord came upon them, and the what? The glory of the Lord shone right about them. And they were so afraid. Somebody say, The glory. I said, The glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel, somebody say, Angel again. The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is called, what? Christ the Lord. Unto you is born this day the word which is anointed and able to save your souls. And he said, This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. And suddenly, there was, where, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts doing what? Praising God and saying. Could you imagine that? Come on, what a sight. Could you imagine seeing a multitude of angels appear in the sky all praising God. Come on, in the realm of the spirit. Come on, could you imagine seeing something as glorious as that? Come on, a heavenly concert. Singing glory to God in the highest. And on peace. On earth, peace and goodwill towards men. Because why? The word brings peace. Come on, the word peace is from the Greek word erinim, and it means quietness, rest, and prosperity. Why? Because the word brings quietness. It calms you down. The word brings rest to a weary soul. Come on. The word brings prosperity. Somebody say the word. Now go to John chapter 1, verse 1. Glory to God in the highest. And on the earth, goodwill. Man. So what we're singing, we're just singing along with the angels. Glory to God in the highest. John chapter 1 verse 1. Because it says there, in the beginning was the word. And the 
Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Now all things were made by him, the Word, and without him, the Word, was not anything made that was made. Then it says, in him, the Word was what? Life, and the life was the light of men. It says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. In other words, the light that was in him was the light of all mankind. Come on, say amen, somebody. So in him was the light mankind needed to live in this life. And we're going to find out what that light really is because it was in him. Because it was in him. See, our light was in him, and God had to find a way to get what was in him in us, which was God's master plan. To get that light back in us. So what did God do? Look at John, look at verse 14. It says, and the word was made what? Flesh. And dwelt among us. Somebody wake Walter up back there. And we beheld his glory. I said, I'm going to get you next time. And the glory. <laughs> as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of what? Grace and truth. Those says the word was made what? Flesh. And dwelt what? Among us. And we beheld what? We beheld what? His glory. And the glory. And the glory. And the glory. And the glory. As the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. John said we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father. Somebody say glory. glory. Come on, somebody say glory. glory. Come on, say glory back there, Walter. Glory. <laughs> now go to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. <laughs> That'll keep you up. The glory. <laughs> you too, Alvin. Because <laughs> I see you over there too. I slant. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. <laughs> it says, For unto us a what? Child is born. And unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. And then it says, Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. And upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it, to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. It says, The zeal, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Now, that word zeal from the Webster's 1828 Dictionary means a passionate ardor in the pursuit of anything. It's an eagerness of desire to accomplish or obtain some object. In other words, it said also in that, in that definition, it says excessive zeal may rise to enthusiasm. 
In other words, this was something God was enthusiastic about, performing. Come on, say amen, somebody. He was passionate about it. It was something he really wanted and was eager about performing. What was in the mind of God when that child was born? What was in the mind of God when, that, when his son was given? Whatever it was, it says the zeal of the Lord will perform it. Now turn to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. The zeal of the Lord will what? Perform it. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. Are you with me out there? And it says, God who has sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these what? Last days spoken unto us by his what? By his son, whom he had appointed heir of all things by whom also he what? He made the world. Remember we read all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. It says here, whom he has appointed heir of all things and by whom he made the worlds. Look at verse 3. Talking about the son that was given. Jesus said, who being, who being in the brightness of his glory and express image of his person or his glory and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Somebody say the glory. Come on, John said he beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Somebody say glory again. Glory. Turn to Romans 6, chapter 4, verse 4. Chapter 6, verse 4. So it says, who being in the brightness of his glory and express image of his person or express image of the glory upholding all things by the word of his power, which was the glory. Some might say the glory. the glory. Romans chapter 6 verse 4. What's it say here? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death. That like as Christ was raised, listen to this, like as Christ was raised up from the dead. How was he raised up from the dead? By the what? By the what? By the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. So it was the glory of the Father that even raised Jesus from the dead. Some might say glory. glory. Well, let's go to John chapter 11, verse 12. What raised Lazarus from the dead? John chapter 11, verse 21. What raised Lazarus from the dead? Come on, we've been talking about the greater glory. It's going to get greater next year. Come on, say amen, somebody. John chapter 11, verse 21. Let's look at what raised Lazarus from the dead. Verse 21 says, Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. And Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. And not understanding what he was saying, Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. But Jesus said unto her, Listen, woman, I am the resurrection. 
in the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet he shall what? Shall he live? See, life was in him. And that life was in him was the light of men. Jesus was born with an assignment, folks. Verse 26, and whoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Then he asked her, believeth thou this? And she said unto him, yeah, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. He didn't ask her that. He said, do you believe what I just said? <laughs> come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. See, you can have somebody, they, they'll believe with their mouth, but not really believe in their heart. Come on, because this very same woman that said, yeah, I believe, Amen. She wanted specifically what she believed about because she didn't say what he just told her. He said, I believe, but look what it says in verse 39. Same woman. When Jesus got up to the grave, Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, the same woman, sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he's thinking, I thought you said you believed. For he had been dead four days, but I thought you said you believed. And Jesus said to her, said I not unto thee that if thou would have believed, thou shalt see what you're going to see. Thou shalt see what? The glory of God. Now we read in the book of Hebrew that Jesus being the brightness of his glory and express image of his person or his glory. And Jesus says here, if thou would have believed, thou shalt see the glory of God. And they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. His face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said to him, loose him and let him go. But listen, it was the glory in the face of Jesus is what raised Lazarus from the dead. Some might say the glory. Come on, some might say the glory. Go to Matthew 17, 1. Come on, somebody say the glory. glory. Come on, we're talking about glory in the highest. Matthew 17, 1. Matthew 17, 1, it says, After six days, Jesus take a Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bring them up into them high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And notice what it says there. And his face did shine as the sun and his raiment was white as the light well what was shining on the face of Jesus somebody say the glory somebody say the glory and behold there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him then answered Peter and said unto him Lord it is good for us to be here if thou wilt let us make here three tabernacles one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elias and while he yet spake behold a bright cloud overshadowed them. Remember this story now. 
a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, and whom I am what? Well, please, hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they did what? They fell on their face and were sore afraid. See, we're not in that category. See, they were not born again. See, the glory shouldn't startle us like that. We should always be in expectation of the glory. Excited about when the glory comes. Come on, say amen, somebody. But turn to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16, because we're going somewhere. Tell your neighbor we're going somewhere. Come on, say glory again. We're going somewhere. Second <laughs> Peter chapter 1, verse 16. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Jaleel. Second Peter 1, 16. <laughs> it says, For we have not followed cunning, devised fable. When we were made known, when, when we were made known unto the what? Unto the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But it says we were what? We were what? Eyewitnesses of his majesty. Now John said we beheld his glory. And Peter goes on to say, for we received from God the Father what? Honor and glory. When there came, think about what we just read now, there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son and whom I am well pleased. Then we just read this account in Matthew 17, 5. Peter said that voice came from the what? Excellent glory. It came from where? The excellent glory. Now we're coming down to the home stretch. Go to 2 Corinthians 4, 1. It said that voice came from what? From the excellent glory. Somebody say glory again. Glory. 2 Corinthians 4.1. It says here, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by what? By the manifestation of the truth. The manifestation of the truth, that's Jesus. That's the word. That's the glory. By manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost and whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. It says, lest the light of the glorious gospel, who is the what? Image of God should what? Shine unto them. Now, stay with me now, because we read in Hebrews 1, 2, it says, being in the brightness of his glory, and express image of his person, or express image of his glory. See, the glorious gospel of Christ. It says the glorious gospel of Christ. The glorious gospel of Christ. The glorious what? Gospel. The glorious what? Gospel. The glorious what? 
gospel. That's what Jesus preached. That's what he preached. The glorious gospel. Turn to Luke chapter 4 verse 16. Luke chapter 4 verse 16. That's what Jesus preached. Should have told you to keep your mark at 2 Corinthians 4 because we're coming back there. What's it saying? He came to Nazareth where he had what? Been brought up. And as his custom was, as his, as his custom was, as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. In other words, he preached this everywhere he went as his custom was. This was a custom of his. This is what he preached. And there was delivered unto him the book of a prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has what? Anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the what? The acceptable year of the Lord. See, these are all manifestations of the glory. He said, the glory is upon me. He said, the glory is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord, who is the glory, he said, the glory is what? Upon me. He preached this everywhere he went as his custom was. Matter of fact, go to Acts chapter 10, verse 38. When Peter went to Cornelius' house and preached the gospel. Well, what did he preach? He preached the same thing Jesus preached. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. What did he preach? The same thing Jesus preached. What does it say in Acts 10, 38? How God what? Anointed Jesus with what? With the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were what? Oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. The glory was what? With him. How God anointed Jesus Nazareth with that glory. With the what? Glory. With the what? Glory. Come on, somebody say glory. glory. Now go back to 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. What was Jesus anointed with? Glory. The glory. Second Corinthians 4.4. 4. Are you there? Amen. Once again it says, In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. See, the gospel is glorious. Let me say it again. The gospel is glorious. See, by faith, you can tap into the glory just by the gospel. Come on. These are glorious words we're reading right now. See, when you got born again, you were born of the glorious light. Let me say it again. When you got born again, you were born, come on, say amen, somebody, of the glorious light. Somebody say glorious light. And it says, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine up. But that's what we were born again by. Okay, go to 1 Peter 1.23, but keep a marker there. 
1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. I told you we we're coming down to the home stretch. 1 Peter 1, 23. The Bible says being born again. Somebody say born again. Born again. I have any born again folk in here. <laughs> being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the what? By the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. How were you born again? By the word of God. And the word of God is the glorious light of the gospel. I said again, the word of God is the glorious light of the gospel. And you were born of that light. You were born of that light. And the Bible declares in 1 John 1, 5, turn there. Say, I was born of that light. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. You were born of that light. What's light? The light of the glorious gospel. John, 1 John 1, 5 says, This, this then is the message, message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. God is light. God is light. God is light. Now go back to John chapter 1, verse 12 again. God is what? God is what? God is light. John 1, 12. Are you there? John 1, 12 reads, But as many as received him, to them gave he what? Power to become what? The sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, listen to this, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but they were born of what? They were born of what? They were born of God. We were born of God, folks. We were born of the light. We are the children of the light. And we're supposed to be wearing the armor of light. See, all these belong to Jesus, so now they all belong to us. He said he'll show it to you, but it has to be received by faith. You have to believe this in your heart. That I'm what? I'm a child of the light. I am born of God. Come on, say amen, somebody. Go back to 2 Corinthians 4.4. Come on, say I'm a child of God. Say I'm born of God. Say I'm born of the light. Say I'm a child of the light. Second Corinthians 4.4 again. Let's read it again. And whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not less the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, which we received when we got born again, right? We received when we got what? Born again, who was the image of God, image of his glory, should shine where? Unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Now verse 6 is that zeal we read about, what God was enthusiastic about, what he was eager to perform through the son that was given. 
it says, verse 6, it says, For God, who commanded the light. Who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to get what? Oh, come on now. To give the light of the knowledge of what? Of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But then it says, but we have this treasure. We have this treasure and earth and vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. He said we have this treasure and earth and vessels. See, understand this. That glory we've been talking about is in you right now. You were born of it. You were born of the glory. You were born of that light. It's in you. Go to Colossians 1, 7. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, this is a prayer I pray over myself. And I pray over you. I call it this the Colossians prayer. You have the Ephesians prayer and you have the Colossians prayer. And then you have a prayer called the Philippian prayer. These are anointed prayers. Colossians 1, 7. Are you there yet? says, as you also learn of Ephesus, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the spirit. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. What's that prayer? And to desire that you might be filled. Right, come on, listen to this now. That you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Or we can say that you might be filled with the knowledge of his zeal. The knowledge of what God really, 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 really wanted to accomplish in the birth of his son. So it says that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful. That's the blessing. And every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might. Strengthened how? According to his glorious power. Unto all patience and long suffering with what? Joy. It's in you right now. You hear what I just said? It's in you right now. Come on, it's in you right now. The glorious gospel. Your, listen, your spirit is full of the glory. You didn't hear what I said. Your spirit is full of the glory. Why? You are born of that light. You are a child of the glory. The glory is in you. The glory where is in you, but in Christ Jesus, in the spirit of God, in the glorious gospel. See, it's in your earthen vessel. There's a treasure. There's a treasure in there. There's a treasure in there. Come on, there's a treasure in there. 
There's a treasure in there. Come on, are you in here? There's a treasure in there. Well, what is that treasure? It's the knowledge of the glory. You don't know what kind of gift God has already given you. What did he give you? He gave you the knowledge of the glory. It's the knowledge of the kingdom of God. It's the knowledge of how it works. It's the knowledge of how faith works. It's the knowledge of how love works. Come on, say amen, somebody. You don't need to wait to find it out. Get in the word. Start living by faith. The treasure, the treasure is the light of the knowledge of the glory. That's in you. The knowledge of the glory is in you. That's why we're going to see some things that have not manifest before in the huge volume of his power. We're going to see some manifestations of his glory coming out of you like it's never been witnessed before. Oh, I, I, somebody's going to hear him in here. That's why this celebration is so important. That's why the birth of Jesus to the earth is the most powerful thing that has happened in human history. Because of the glory. Because of the what? Glory. And once you receive the full knowledge of his glory, Matthew 10, 5. Jesus saying of you that he said to the 12, he sent forth with the glory. Matthew chapter 10, verse 5. Hallelujah. 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 See, it ain't about what you're getting under that Christmas tree. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. It's about the treasure that I've already received. Come on, say amen, somebody. If I didn't get not one gift, I got the greatest gift of all. I got a treasure on the inside of me, and that treasure is the knowledge of the glory of God. Because when I got the glory, I can get anything else I want. Oh, somebody with me in here. Hallelujah. What did he say here? Jesus then, these 12, Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, into the city of the Samaritans, enter ye not, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And they said, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven <laughs> is at hand. Then he tell you what? Heal the sick. <laughs> Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely you have received. Uh, can you hear me? Freely you have received. Freely you have received. Do what? Freely give. They not of a bashakanda rabaha. Like the prophecy said, 2016 says. More and more signs and wonders. More and more angelic visitations. More and more instant healings. More and more deliverance from demonic activity. Come on. He said not just in church, but through the lives of believers. Why? The zeal of the Lord will perform it. Somebody need to give the Lord a shout in here. 
Why? Because you have this treasure. An orphan vessel. What is that treasure? The knowledge of the glory. Once I have a full knowledge of glory, now it's time to work that glory. Hallelujah. It's time to work that glory. Freely you have received. Now it's freely go out there and give. Lift your hands and give God praise. Come on, lift your hands and give God glory. Come on, you received a gift. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They brought forth Jesus' treasures, but look what the treasure he gave to us. We have a treasure. Hallelujah. We have a treasure. That glory is in you. That glory is in your spirit. You are full <laughs> of the glory. You are full of the glory. That's why the more you're aware of how full you are of the glory, that's why this room should be bursting with the glory when you come in here on a Sunday, when you come in here on a Wednesday, because we're not coming here to get the glory. You're bringing the glory with you. Oh, God just needs you to be more aware of what's already on the inside of you. Because it's going to be more and more. More and more signs and wonders. More and more instant healings. More and more angelic visitations. More and more deliverance from demonic activity. Because why? Because we're coming to come, we're coming to a knowledge of what is really on the inside of us. Lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Ha! Shake mahashe. You are an earthen vessel. God has placed in you a treasure. A treasure. A treasure. A treasure. A treasure's on the inside of you. Oh, a glorious power is resident on the inside of you. You have it right now, folks. You have it right now. It ain't something that's going to come. You got it right now. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands and say, I got it right now. Oh, 